Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? What's happening? How's it going? Um, glad you're here with us. A not a, not too much to talk about, but a lot to talk about, if that makes any sense. Team Maryland, they are in the playoffs. They had a couple games to show for it, uh, including some high drama on Monday afternoon. Salisbury went to the AAU National Championships to compete. We will talk about that. We'll get a little uh, a little thing about Navy. Their nationals, both the men's and the women's squad, start on uh, this weekend. And uh, some high school finals. We got some club team national stuff um, and uh, some other things. So join us on this adventure. We'll start off with Team Maryland. They had a play-in game, the 4-5 play-in game. They were the four-seed against the five-seed Philadelphia Hockey Club. And uh, these teams have met uh, quite the, quite a decent amount here in this last few throws of the EHL regular season. Then it uh, festers into the postseason. And uh, Team Maryland, they they really gave it to them. They gave it to them in a big way. You know you had to, they had to do it to them. Uh, and they win this one 7-1 to one for the play-in game. Starts off midway through the period. Both teams getting their chances uh, on either side. But Team Maryland striking first with Sean Donahue with a nice little deflection off a of J.J. Creighton shot. Puts it home, makes it one nothing. Team Maryland. Uh, Carson Cabral downs also with the secondary assist. And that is uh, ones across the board for goals and assists on that as these points count as playoff points. Uh, five minutes later, though, Ethan Byrne of PHC gets uh, gets on the board, ties the whole thing up. But uh, Connor McCow, less than a minute later, gets Team Maryland uh, back on board. A nice little flip up from Tommy Tracy. Uh, gave him a little mini breakaway for McCow. He makes no doubt about it. Uh, of course, his first to playoffs. Tommy Tracy first to playoffs with an assist. It is two to one going into the break. Penalty trouble a little bit uh, haunting Team Maryland, but luckily the penalty kill was very, very solid in this game, and as we'll talk about in the other games as well. T.J. Avellino also picks up on that as uh, he was just tenacious. The forecheck uh, for Team Maryland has been tenacious the last few weeks, and uh, this game was no different. This whole week was no different for this squad. Avellino uh, goes in on the forecheck, breaks up the uh, breakout pass for PHC trying to set up their power play. Avellino does a little dipsy-doo and puts it home, makes it 3-1 to one on yet another shorthanded goal for Team Maryland. Team Maryland, again, would try to uh, withstand the pressure from PHC. Uh, they did. Lincoln Crosby was solid in net against the sh in the shots that he faced. And then Carson Cabral downs gets on the goal side of things. As a nice little pass in front by Jules Jardine, Cabral Downs had two whacks at it. He puts it home for his first of the playoffs, Jardine's first of the playoffs. And Theo Loudis with the uh, assist as well on the secondary side of things. Less than a minute later, 57 seconds, if you're being precise. Morley Phillips gets on the board. Again, tenacious forecheck. The goaltender attempts to clear for PHC. Phillips knocks it down, wrap around with that long reach of his, puts it home for his first of the playoffs. That makes it 5-1 to one TM going into the third. And in the third period, a quick start, just 2-0-4 in. Another turnover on the forecheck. Uh, Vladim Froloff gets it to Ben Watson, who gets it to Tyler Hissong, puts it home 
Nice little pass around, and that's ones across the board for all those. And then in the middle of the period, a power play as PHC kind of loses their ish a bit in the middle part of the frame. Uh, Theo Laudis, again, beating on the goal side of this one. A nice little quick uh, rebound to the open side off a of Devin Jolly shot. That's a power play goal. That's 7-1. to one. That's the game as Team Maryland walks in uh, to the playoffs proper with the play-in victory. Lincoln Crosby with 29 saves in the win. And Team Maryland goes on. Who would they have to face? The Pro-Tech Junior Ducks, the number one team in the South Division. And uh, things would be very tight between these two squads. So tight that game one of the three-game series went to two overtimes. And unfortunately, Pro-Tech came out on top of this one. But Team Maryland gets started early. Morley Phillips again, who is, uh, you're going to hear his name a lot. He deflected a Tommy Tracy shot and then got his own rebound to sneak it in for the one nothing. Uh, score line, his second of the playoffs. Tommy Tracy's second of the playoffs. Andrew Lowe with the secondary assist, his first of the playoffs. And uh, going back and forth, Protech was uh, trying to pepper all they could for Lincoln Crosby. Crosby uh, withstood that pressure in the first period, making 12 saves there. Second period, Team Maryland getting on their horse offensively, really peppering the uh, Protech net, and unfortunately nothing going through. 13-10 to 10 were the shots in favor of Team Maryland in the second frame. No goals in particular. Then Protech really, really stuck it to Team Maryland for the betterment of the third period as uh, they held Team Maryland to only three shots in the frame to their 13. No power plays for Protech, so this was all even strength shots here. And they get started 2-0-2, and Jacob Gates gets his first of the year to even the score. And then just past the halfway point, Tanner Conter with his first of the year, putting Protech up 2-1. to one. But Maryland, Team Maryland will not go gentle in that good night, as uh, I screwed up that literary quote, but it's all right. They get a power play late in the frame, and Morley Phillips again on the power play, his third of the, uh, of the playoffs already with a redirect off an Andrew Lowe shot. And we are tied up at two. Andrew Lowe's second assist. Jules Jardine's second assist. And we go into overtime. Overtime proved nothing except for the fact that the penalty kill was going to be a uh, a problem for Protech. As uh, Team Maryland kills off a major pa uh, penalty for a spearing call for Tyler Hissong. And uh, they kill off that five-minute major early in overtime. The first OT solves nothing. Shots were 12-12. to but then just halfway through the period, uh, Tanner Conter gets his second of the game, second of the night, ends it as uh, former Maryland Black Bear Birch Gorman gets the assist on that, the game-winning goal, and 3-2 to two the final for Pro-Tech. Lincoln Crosby, 52 saves in Game 1's loss. But back to the friendly confines of Piney Orchard on Saturday night, S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y night. And Team Maryland uh, turned up in a big, big way. They get started 327 in. Who else but Morley Phillips on the power play. Gets a nice little pass from J.J. Creighton and goes unmarked. The big man going unmarked from the blue line to the faceoff dot. He lets one rip for his fourth of the playoffs. It is one nothing early for Team Maryland. J.J. Creighton second assist. John Donahue his first assist of the playoffs. It took a little bit. It was a bad, it was kind of a, uh, I guess, a stalemate, as it were, 
in this one as uh, not many shots put on either side. But with under four minutes remaining, Vladim Froloff pots it, makes it two to nothing for Team Maryland. Just a uh, rebound off uh, his own deflection in front off a Devin Jolly shot, puts it home for his first of the playoffs. Devin Jolly's second assist, Team Maryland up two to nothing. Then penalty trouble raised its ugly head once again for Team Maryland. Is in the second frame, they had five penalties overall, including a major penalty and a five-on-three situation uh, during that major penalty, but they were able to get things going. Hey, Morley Phillips is back on the scoreboard. Who knew? 2-0-2 in a nice little alley-oop from uh, Theodore Laulis with uh, with his second assist. Gets it up to Avellino. Little broken two on line. one. Find Morley's Phillips stick. He pots home his fifth. Three to nothing Team Maryland. Avellino's first assist. Laulis with his second. And uh, there we go. And again, the PK was solid for Team Maryland, killing off all those penalties that they had gotten themselves into. A little bit of trouble there, but they were able to kill it off. In the third period, again, Protect trying to find anything. And again, Team Maryland kind of doing it into themselves. Another five-on-three situation there. They were able to kill themselves out of it, but with under five minutes remaining, 457 remaining, Taylor Conter with, uh, with the goal for Protect breaking up Colin Berkey's shutout, who Berkey was just making save after save after save on all those PKs, uh, really showing himself off. Uh, the Southern, Southern New Hampshire University commit is uh, making his name known at the end of his EHL career. So that was a third goal for Conter, but uh, an empty net goal from J.J. Creighton, his first from Aiden Parker, would do the deal in 4-1 to one, the final for Team Maryland. Berkey with 38 saves in the victory. So that brings us all to a decisive game number three on Monday afternoon up in New Jersey, and it was intense. It was a uh, very offensive first period as both squads get over, uh, get in double digits in shots, 27 shots total, 14 for Team Maryland, 13 for Protect. No goals as Lincoln Crosby stood tall in net for Team Maryland. Second period, though, that's when Team Maryland started to get going. Uh, kind of like a flip, flip in the script on what uh, Protect did to them at home. Team Maryland really fired a lot of pucks on net, and they were able to get a couple through in the second period, starting with Sean Donahue, 750 into the period. Just a low wrister coming into the zone. Streaks in, low wrister glove side. Picks his corner and in. It is one to nothing on Donahue's second of the playoffs. Then 10:33 and Alex Erland gets on the board after a great keep by uh, T.J. Avellino. Uh, puck just going to the open area. He beats out a protect uh, defender, keeps the puck in the zone. It then cycles its way around to uh, Connor McCall. McCall finds Erland in front for his first of the year or first of the playoffs. McCall's first assist of the playoffs. Two to nothing, Team Maryland. Then three minutes and 18 seconds later, hey, Morley Phillips is here, everybody, for his sixth of the year. Just a three-on-two break uh, break in from him, Tommy Tracy, and Andrew Lowe. Tracy found Lowe. Lowe found Phillips. Phillips found the back of the net, and it is a route. Three to nothing going into the break, and then another one. Midway through the period, Alex Erland on a nice little quick up. Uh, to Andrew Lowe. Lowe found Erlen cross ice in the net for his uh, second of the playoffs. Andrew Lowe, four assists on the playoffs as well. And that's all she wrote. 
Team Maryland upset the number one seed in the South, the Protect Junior Ducks. And uh, there we go. Final score, four to nothing. Perfect sheet for Lincoln Crosby, 33 of 33 to get this uh, up and over with. So where do they go now? They go to the Philadelphia Little Flyers. Little Flyers upsetting the New Jersey 87s as both low seeds in the North Division or in the South Division uh, beat out the higher seeds because that's how low seeds win. So they will face the Little Flyers, who they had a 4-2-0 regular season record against. Only one game going to a shootout, which Team Maryland won that one. Very close games. Uh, no win over two goals in this. And I think the highest scoring one was a 5-3 Team Maryland victory as well. So we will have to see what goes on now. That series, I believe, starts on Thursday. Um, no final yet. We do know Team Maryland will take on... Uh, the Little Flyers on Saturday night after the Black Bears game. Black Bears games at 5 o'clock. Team Maryland will play at 8.30. Admission is free. There is zero reason for you not to be there and to support Team Maryland. Playoff hockey, the winner of this wins the South Division and then goes to the Frozen Finals in, um, I believe it's Massachusetts. I think it's Boston area. So you guys can go check them out. Again, it's it's as cheap as free 99 so go ahead to Piney Orchard, 8.30 Saturday. Make a Saturday of it. You're going to be sleeping late because it's St. Patrick's Day anyway, so you got the whole night ahead of you. Um, it was St. Patrick's Day the night before. You're going to be sleeping that whole day, and then blah, blah, blah. Just go out to Piney Orchard, support Team Maryland, give these kids the push they need to get to that frozen finals. It's going to be a good one for sure. More playoffs coming at you as uh, Salisbury. Uh, the Seagulls. Went up to the AAU College National Championship. The first, I do believe, in uh, in recent memory, the Confederation Cup for the CHF, which I believe will turn into the AAU next season. But they had some tough games. They had some tough uh, tough draws, starting off with St. John Fisher. Uh, they get 10-0 on that one. Uh, they lost that one Sunday against Tampa. Three Cobb there. Nothing happened in there, but... It was the third game that was uh, Monday's game that was very special for Salisbury as they came back twice, twice to win. They go up 2-0 early, starting off with a uh, Johnny Schwarz, just a nice little alley-oop on his stick as he goes uh, up the ice, puts it home. Uh, their leading scorer goes ahead, puts them up 1-0, and then right after that, not too long after that, Zach Molaski with a nice little uh, backdoor rebound play, puts Salisbury up 2 to nothing. But then New Haven, University of New Haven, they pot three straight goals, and they put uh, Salisbury in deep with five, uh, 15 minutes remaining in the third period. But uh, listen, don't count Salisbury out. They were able to get things going in a big, big way. It started off with Jared Brenner just finding the loose puck at the side of that coming down from the point. Pokes at home, ties the game up at three. New Haven would get another goal. That puts uh, Salisbury down, but guess what? Don't worry about it. Derek Ladaddy, he has the, uh, he's got the things going on. Nice little rebound on the side. Ties it up with about three minutes remaining. And then with under a minute remaining, 38 seconds left even. Luke Sprague. Finds a loose puck. The La Plata, Maryland native in his final game of college hockey. Puts it home. 
That'll do it. 5-4. to four. Salisbury wins. They will uh, get a win out of this. The first playoff win in the big side of things for the Gulls as uh, they finish their season. That's uh, eh, okay. It was all right. So uh, they will uh, keep things going from there. A good showing overall. Obviously, you would want a uh, little bit better results, but hey, such is life. They get one win out of it, learning experience, and a great moment for Luke Sprague there at the end. There's more playoffs to come. Don't you worry, folks. There are plenty of playoffs. I mean, of course, Team Maryland uh, is going. And we've got the Naval Academy, ladies and gentlemen. We'll start off uh, first with the uh, the men's side of things. As Thursday, uh, the Naval Academy will take on Calvin University. Uh, it's the 50th season of hockey at Calvin University. Uh, they were 22-7-3, 14th seed in the tournament. So uh, we will have to see how that goes. All the games on hockey TV. Of course, Navy, we know what we know of them. Undefeated in the ECHA this season. Had a big turnaround after the Pitt series early in the season to right the ships, so to speak. Um, had that narrow loss against Army. That kind of fueled them to go kind of on an undefeated run from that point on. Win the crab pot. Get a little bit of upset in the OT against uh, Westchester uh, on the ECHA playoffs. A little bit of time to rest up, reflect, and now go into their second straight national uh, tourney to see what they can do. Hopefully see a win out of this one last year. Came a little close, but uh, came up short ultimately in that. So that game kicks off uh, at uh, March 16th, I believe, one thirty. Uh, as uh, PM start as they bring to you from uh, the uh, from the Massachusetts area, from the Boston area, Marlboro. If you're scoring at home, or even if you're alone. And again, the men having a uh, a fair amount of returnees from this one. Uh, they will have again that experience from last year. Winner of this game will go on to face number three ranked Adrian College, and then onward and upward from there. So this is technically kind of a playing game. There's four playing games for the 20 teams. Uh, Navy ranked number 19 to Calvin number 14. We will have to see how this all goes down on Hockey TV. Got that to look forward to. Now for the women's side of things, that is a uh, interesting situation. First, we'll get to uh, some nice news for the Naval Academy. Uh, it's always nice news when it comes to them. They're great people out there. Uh, started off with the uh, Coach of the Year. Ashley Harper goes back-to-back -back, uh, with the Coach of the Year leading the midshipmen with the 18-3-1 record. And, uh, yeah, a great time for them involved. Harper has been able to navigate this season very well. A, a, a lot of returnees from last year, too, who have that uh, tournament experience, that playoff experience, uh, always good. And, of course, you know, you lose someone like Julia Chenoweth, who was the player of the year last year uh, in the uh, Division II side of things. Uh, they were able to navigate that very well with uh, Maggie Colossa and Sigrid Schwarzkopf in net. So the team is very, very solid. And, of course, you have to have a solid leader, and that's Ashley Harper. Uh, congratulations to her winning the Coach of the Year for Division Two, And another accolade, another Player of the Year, Lauren Power gets the D2 Zoe Harris National Player of the Year. Senior defenseman, uh, Scottsdale, Ar Scottsdale, Arizona native, 17 goals and 28 points ranking 28th nationally in points and 23rd in goals. Highest-ranked defenseman 
in both categories, uh, putting up 1.33 points a game while also helping uh, keep a team goals against average at 1.95 per game. So under two goals a game for this squad, and Lauren Power, a uh, a big cog in that wheel. So congratulations to her to get these accolades, and should be interesting moving forward to see what this uh, squad can do. Last year, of course, the one win short last year on that last round robin to get beyond what they do here. Like I said, a lot of returnees. We'll see what they can do uh, with that kind of motivation, knowing what's in store and knowing what to expect uh, for these national tournaments. The women will also start on Thursday. They will uh, go at 3 o'clock. They'll take on North Dakota State University, the Bison. Horns down uh, for that one in Pool A. They will then play on Friday at 3 p.m. again against Northeastern, the four seed, and then they will play on Saturday at 10.15 a.m. against Asuncion University, the number one rank in the A bracket. Then after that, the winner of Pool A will take on the winner of Pool C on Sunday, and then the winners of uh, that game and the Pool B and Pool D winner will take out uh, national championship hopes on Monday Uh, the first day of spring. So hope could spring eternal for the United States Naval Academy women's squad in all of this one. So it should be interesting to see how they go. Again, Hockey TV, the place to be for the ACHA, uh, both men's and women's side of the coin. Check your local listings for availability in your area. Let's get to some players. And coaches? Maybe? Eh. We'll start off with the uh, more playoffs. My goodness gracious, of course. Why wouldn't there be? As uh, the Frozen Four for the uh, women's side takes place in Duluth this weekend. Duluth, Duluth, Duluth is on fire as University of Wisconsin will head up there to take on the University of Minnesota. Lacey Eden, the Annapolis uh, native, is going to be in on that. She had uh, two assists in Game 1. In the big victory for uh, for Wisconsin over Long Island, nine to one in that. That moved on to face Colgate, the toothbrushes, and uh, the Wisconsin, of course, gets the win on that. But Eden did not have a point in that game. We'll see what she can do against the rival Gophers. And on the other side of the docket, another Maryland connection as Lindsey Berman, the assistant coach for Northeastern, she uh, helped lead the uh, Huskies to a third straight Frozen Four, and uh, they will take on Ohio State, a former Chesapeake Bay Chief. Uh, so shout out to her. I, I, I for, keep forgetting about the coaching staffs and, and all of that. So uh, thanks to uh, Maryland Black Bears assist, associate head coach Kim Weiss for reminding me. But uh, we're on it. We're uh, back on it. So it's going to be uh, possibly a Maryland-Maryland showdown if uh, Northeastern and Wisconsin can come out with big dubs on Friday night. Micah Berger went off this weekend. Two goals and three assists on Friday night in a big 13-0 win uh, for the Wenatchee Wild over the Merritt Centennials, and then an assist in a 3-2 loss to the Salmon Arm Diamondbacks. That put Berger's uh, projections, actually that's not projections, his actual scoring, 22 Goals, 22 assists, that's 44 points in 38 games for the uh, Bethesda native who will be heading to Miami of Ohio, it looks like, next season possibly. 
Elite Prospects is often wrong about where players are going to be committing after the fact. So we will have to see what goes on from there. Mike Chen of the Reading Royals notched an assist in an overtime victory over the Newfoundland Growlers. Uh, that puts him at four assists on the season in 32 games for the uh, stay-at-home defenseman. Matthew Danzinger had a goal and an assist in a 5-1 victory for Shreveport over the Amarillo Wranglers on Saturday night, putting him at two goals and 14 assists on the season. While Stephen Holiday had an assist on Saturday against Michigan in Ohio State's loss in the Big Ten Tournament, uh, 3-7. to seven. He finishes his regular season with 40 points in 38 games as they await what their fate could be in the national title scene. Jesse Horacek uh, for the Maryland Black Bears had two assists in the 4-3 win over the New Jersey Titans, while former teammate Quinn Kennedy had an assist in the uh, Danbury Hattricks victory, snapping a 37-game losing skid. Uh, got an assist on the uh, on a Saturday on the Saturday's game that puts him at two goals and 11 assists on the season for Quinn Kennedy. Sean Kilcullen had an assist in the Saturday game as well, uh, with uh, again 4-3 victory for Maryland over New Jersey. While Bryce Montgomery netted a pair of assists in this weekend's matchup, uh, two big wins for Cedar Rapids against Chicago and against Waterloo. Uh, on that, that puts. Montgomery's total up to four goals, eight assists on the season in the USHL. And that'll do it. We've done it. Another show in the books. How about that? Um, thank you all for listening. We will uh, be continuing this sh show. We will have uh, uh, Team Maryland. They will be uh, highlighted as their series, the uh, South Division Final, is going on. We'll see if they make the Frozen Four, or the final Frozen Final. Uh, Navy men and women at the national tournament. We'll do some wrap-ups, I swear, of some teams, and then we'll move onward and upward for there with our lives. How about that? Um, thanks for listening. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week, part of the Face-Off Hockey Show Media Faction, powered by Podcast Monsters. Hey, uh, Chesapeake HW Pod. That's where you can find us on Twitter, uh, on uh, Facebook, Clutching Crab Hockey, and uh, good times had by all. So you guys, stay safe. Uh, Stay dry because spring's coming and it's going to be the, everything's thawing out. It's going to be wet. So stay dry out there uh, and play that clutch and crab hockey. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.